Hello, everybody. Jace here. Quick message before we get to the main episode. Uh, you know, I try not to get too political on the show. Maybe if that's something that really interests the guest, we might get into a little bit of politics, but mostly we're here to just celebrate comics. But uh, I can't ignore what's going on in the world, specifically the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. So uh, on our Twitter, pinned as the tweet, is a link to UNICEF which is an organization that focuses on uh, areas of the world where there is a lot of strife, war going on. Specifically, they try to provide clean water, medical care, and other uh, essential needs specifically for children and families. So regardless of which side of the fence you're on, whether or not you believe that one side or the other is right or wrong, uh, we can all agree that children and their families shouldn't be suffering for the choices that their leaders are making. So please, if you have a few dollars, uh, every little bit helps. You can go to unicef.org, that's U-N-I-C-E-F dot O-R-G, and just look for the Ukraine appeal. Click there, or you can go to the Comic Source Twitter account, and the link is there for you to donate. So uh, again, appreciate the support, everybody, and I uh, hope you're all being safe out there. Welcome to another episode of The Comic Source. I'm your host, Jace, once again, joined by Blake Whitlow. We are here with an episode of Daily Spawn, still doing the Curse of Spawn stuff that kind of fits in at this point in the Spawn reading order that Blake put together. There's a link in the show notes. You can go and check it out. Highly recommend it. We're going to be talking about some Sam and Twitch, and this is actually a really, really good story. Um, Spawn himself doesn't show up, but again, Sam and Twitch, very important members of, of the supporting cast for Spawn. And the character here, while she hasn't shown up again yet, I think there's potential. And I wonder if McFarlane needs to be reminded that she exists and, and have her show up. But beyond that, it's just this really creepy story with Sam and Twitch and about the seedy underbelly of New York. And I mean, thank God New York is not actually like this because this is, is like, well, you'll see when we get into the story. But the thing that reminds <laughs> reminds me, of, like with Batman out right now. And that whole thing and being, you know, really leaning into the kind of dark and gritty and whatnot, it shows what comics can be. So uh, let me go ahead and share my screen so you guys can check it out. Uh, so we start off issue five, again, Sam and Twitch kind of eking along here, um, trying to make ends meet with their own um, their own detective agency. Uh, credits, it's same as, as last time. Last uh, time we did Curse of Spawn, Alan McElroy does the story. Dwayne Turner with art. It's very reminiscent of Capullo or McFarlane. Tom Orzakowski on letters. Danny Mickey on inks. Todd Broker and Mark uh, Nichols are on the colors. So it starts off and we see this person who's sewing ups around somebody's eye. And you kind of wonder like, man, what, what the heck is that all about? We see there's a file that says missing. Um and uh, the scene then turns to a diner. This guy is writing in his journal and he's a lot of um, kind of quotes about how eyes are the windows of the soul and how this guy's got a mission and 
whatnot. And yeah, he clearly off his rocker and doesn't take too long before he stands up, starts just randomly firing and shooting at uh, everybody in the diner. So as horrific as that is, I mean, even kills a little kid as uh, horrific as that is. Yeah. That's just in this iteration of New York city, it's just a Tuesday. So meanwhile, Sam and Twitch are uh, called to a crime scene where again, some pretty horrific stuff has been going on. Uh, And the reason they're called in is because the person that was killed, they were actually hired by somebody that he was involved with significant other and uh or actually she had hired them rather um because she had a feeling that her husband was cheating on her and that uh turned out to be the case so they the cops call them in say hey you know what do you know because she's literally been cut in half uh and her head's gone and it's been replaced with the rose and yeah pretty horrific crime scene and twitch seems more bothered by it than uh, Sam does. Sam's just like, well, you know, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, a Tuesday, as I said. So um, and and the other cops are kind of, you know, giving him a bad time, calling call him private dicks and whatnot. And, that, you know, they're kind of scum now that they're not actually police and they kind of dismiss them out of hand because they uh, they don't really have any respect for them. So as Sam and Twitch are leaving the crime scene, they almost accidentally run over a, a woman in the street. And then uh, the scene shifts and we follow her. We learn about her and she works at an art gallery and she's a very waspy character uh, who's actually on her way to grab some lunch. And unfortunately, she's on her way to that same cafe where the guy opened up and, and blasted everybody and is now cutting the eyeballs out of everybody's head, putting them in test tubes and keeping them uh, as trophies. So, yeah, not a not a not a good guy. Uh, so obviously, once she realizes this is what's happening, she goes running and screaming uh, and gets hit by a cop car. You know, she almost gets run over by Sam at the beginning uh, of her walk to lunch. And then she gets hit uh, by a cop car. And in the cop's defense, you know, she runs out in the middle of the street in the rain and uh, she's messed up pretty bad. So they call the paramedics. Um, they're going to take her to the hospital, but um, she doesn't make it. Uh, and we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. Meanwhile, we uh, are introduced to uh, a new detective who is uh, Ray Sparks is his name, and uh, he's kind of taken the spot that Sam and Twitch used to have as a detective, homicide detective, trying to figure out what's going on. So it is reassuring that eventually, uh, you know, all these shots that rang out, all these people that got killed in the diner, that somebody finally you know, paid attention. How long does it take to cut eyes out of all those people? You know, you wonder. Uh, yeah. I mean, throughout this series, it's like how many serial killers can be active in New York at one time? Apparently a lot. Um, so anyway, Sam and Twitch are eating at a diner and Twitch is kind of bemoaning their existence. You know, he's having trouble paying his bills and he's like, what are we doing? Are we even making a difference? You know, as police officers, at least we, you know, had more opportunities to help out and, but Sam is is optimistic that things are are you know they'll turn out okay. Uh, and as they're finishing up their meal, they see that ambulance go screaming by, and it's the ambulance that contains that woman. Uh, but unfortunately, it also contains some cops that are pretty much scum of the earth. And you know she is a very attractive woman. She's unconscious, so they decide, well, you know, why not take advantage? Uh, and there's one cop that doesn't doesn't want to, um, has never done it before, didn't know about it, but they they kind of coerce him. 
Uh, it's clear that most of these cops have done this before and as have the paramedics. They argue about who's going to go first and whatnot. Uh, so, yeah, it's pretty horrific, pretty graphic. Probably should have given a, a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode. Um, but in the middle of, of being assaulted, she does manage to grab one of the cop's guns and blows off a couple of the fingers on his hand. And the sergeant grabs uh, some kind of a, a, a rod of some kind crowbar or something and beats her he thinks he beats her to death but she's actually uh not dead and so now that now they're in trouble like well now what are we going to do we're supposed to take her to the hospital and you know now they have a problem but the cops the the sergeant's like ah no worries i know where we can take her and they they take her to this former boxer who is you know clearly not right in the head we're told suffered a bunch of brain damage from his boxing career and you know yet another serial killer and he takes her inside and he's about to start cutting her up when he realizes she's still alive. And he thinks, Oh, even better, even better that he gets to torture a, a live victim. So as I said, pretty gruesome, pretty horrific, uh, you know, first issue here. And we've already met at least two serial killers and some really sadistic cops. So I almost feel bad for Sam and Twitch and the, the world that they live in. But one thing I will say is uh, not only does the, the detail and line work that um, that Dwayne Turner gives us work really, really well. This kind of brown, dirty, grim overtone that Todd Broker and Mark Nichols give us in the art works really well for the kind of grim story that we're, uh, that we're being told. So uh, anything to add about this first issue before we move on, Blake? Uh, no, not really. It's, uh, it's just a horrifically sad story for uh Gretchen Culver the the poor woman that is going through all of this and you know it was just a normal day for her and then suddenly everything her entire life is forever going to be changed and it's uh it's just very graphic and gruesome yep exactly uh same creative team for the second uh, issue and we're uh close to the east river this guy we're told has been instructed to go gather something from a certain part of the shore. Uh, and, and when he gets there, it's exactly where he was told it was. Uh, and he takes these bags to this uh, old woman. And when I say old woman, I mean, old woman. I mean, she is uh, clearly really, really old. And we're told that she has a lot of work to do to sew something back together. Uh, and we're not exactly sure uh, what that is. Meanwhile, Gretchen Culver's uh, fiance has shown up at the uh, offices of Sam and Twitch. He wants to hire them because he wants some answers. You know, he was told that his um, his fiance was, you know, obviously struck by a car, but then she disappeared on the way to the hospital and she doesn't understand why, you know, she's been missing for two weeks and the police haven't done anything. And um, his father even hired some uh, some top men, ex-secret service uh, people and they think that she she ran off out of the country and he he's he's not convinced so he's asked around and you know he knows that Sam and Twitch are straight shooters so it's clear that these cops you know they've got connections and they've uh, they've managed a pretty good cover up um, but this guy Wayne Tanniger is his name um, and he comes from a family that has a lot of money so he uh, he wants some answers. So meanwhile, uh, we meet this, uh, the next serial killer, because again, I mean, this, this is just, this whole series is just filled with uh, 
they are packed with serial killers. Yeah, like I, it's amazing how many serial killers uh, live in New York. But uh, this postal worker, Frank Autobahn is his name. Um, and apparently he's just given into his darker impulses recently. And, um, you know, it, it says that he even was able to use some chemicals for a while to uh, to keep his urges at bay. But he's given in and um, and he's even uh, his proclivities have even claimed his own children, we're told. Uh, and as he's in the middle of dumping another body, he clearly he's attacked. And you see there U.S. Postal Service, there's blood uh, spattered everywhere. Turn the page. Yet another serial killer. This one is a guy who apparently kills prostitutes um, and then seals them up in crates. And I don't know if he thinks he's you know, saving them from being uh, exploited as sex workers or what have you, uh, but he gets attacked as well. Uh, and you can see it's uh, pretty bloody. And you notice that there's a uh, a needle with a hook similar to the one the old woman was using to sew up something. So you wonder if she has a, a connection to this. Meanwhile, the cops have showed up at uh, the postal worker's house, uh, Frank Autobahn, and they find him there. Well, first they find his wife killed in, uh, in the bathtub. Uh, they find his children killed as well. It's clear that he did it. And he himself is strung up in one of the rooms by a fishing line uh, and looks like a marionette. And they're just not sure um, what exactly is going on or, uh, or, you know, who might've done this, but some of the cops are, uh, when Ray Sparks like, yeah, we got to find out who's, who's doing this. Uh, we found another serial killer, uh, who's killing prostitutes and, and he was strung up in a similar fashion. Uh, and that, that's the guy that we saw uh, boxing up the prostitutes. And one of the detectives starts laughing, going, we got to find this guy to give him a medal. Like he's taking out serial killers. Like, you know, that's a good thing. He's the killer of killers. Yeah. A little uh, Dexter, uh, obviously years and years before Dexter. So, um, yeah, you, you wonder about, you know, all these different serial killers and why there's so many of them in New York City. Uh, and then we go back to John Mobley. He's the one that collects the eyeballs. Um and you wonder if he might be next on the list, uh, as it were. And, and he's, he even says that he feels like there's somebody watching him. So, uh, you know, he's, he's watching the news. He hears about these other serial killers that have been killed. And yeah, he just gets a feeling that he might be next. So he says it's, it's time to do what's necessary. And, uh, and he heads out. So meanwhile, Sam and Twitch go and track down the cops that were uh, involved in the accident that, uh, you know, uh, with Gretchen Culver uh, and say, Hey, you know, what happened? And they're not really inclined to give, uh, to give any information. And uh, Sam's not having a, any of it. He's like, how about I jog your memory? You, you know, he's got, uh, he's, he's basically threatening the guy and the guy, he, he sought up a good excuse actually. He goes, okay, fine. You know, it's, it was raining. She ran out in front of us. We hit her. She didn't have any ID on her. We didn't know who she was. You know, somebody probably stole her wallet at the scene because people got no class and, you know, her prints didn't turn up anything and she died on the way to the hospital. And and that's it. I don't know where where she went. So clearly, you know, again, they've they've covered their tracks and Sam and Twitch go to the morgue. Now, a, a body that's unidentified is supposed to stay for 30 days to try to be identified before it's buried. But again, they've doctored the paperwork. And the, the ME is like, sorry, it happens. It looks like she already got buried in a pauper's field because we, you know, we didn't know who she is. So Sam and Twitch, unfortunately, have to 
you know, tell uh, Wayne Tanninger about this. And uh, Wayne says, okay, we're going to, you know, obviously dig her up and, um, and bury her in my, you know, my family's mausoleum. And Twitch says, you know what, I, I think that we should examine her body. Like something just doesn't smell right about this. And as Sam and Twitch leave, we see those cops, you know, they know they're in trouble now. Um, they got an ugly situation. They're about to be caught uh, because we know that Gretchen's body is not in that grave. So meanwhile, Mobley has gone to the theater with his guns full of bullets, and he's about to take out a bunch of people and collect some more eyeballs when he's confronted by this um, bandage stitched up woman with floating white hair and no uh, eyeballs and just, yeah, a, a real like angel of death looking person with a sharp blade in her hand and um, she basically tells uh, Mobbery that um, he's about to, she's about to do her work, her work that's necessary. She chops off his hands um, and ends up stringing him up as well. So, um, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty gruesome stuff. And again, Ray Sparks is there to try to um, to try to get some answers and figure out what the heck's going on. Sam and Twitcher. Um, involved uh as well but they want some answers and they want to know why they dug up gretchen culver's body uh, only for the grave to be empty um and they offered their uh their services to uh to mobley in an unofficial capacity as it were so uh issue ends up with um this woman suture is her name uh sitting out in the rain um talking and thinking about death and does life matter and justice and all that sort of thing. So much more to come with, uh, with her, uh, anything to add on this second issue, Blake? Uh, no, uh, not really. No, just, she's really cool. She's a, a haunting specter. Yep, definitely. So, uh, next issue kicks off. We see her, she is, um, I, I don't know at what point that I realized who who she was, but she is uh, in another place um, thinking about how she's she, she's waiting. There's blood on the streets. Very, um, you know, very uh, foreboding. And it's at this moment that we're told that it's Gresham Culver, because I did not realize that it was at all. Uh, but here in the, on the first page, that which was Gretchen Culver was shredded and destroyed and cast aside. So those were the parts that were uh, collected by that guy at the beginning of issue two and then sewed up by the old woman. Um, so Gretchen is out, you know, not only to stop these serial killers, but she's out to get some justice for herself. So meanwhile, Sam and Twitch go to um, the two, the precinct 29, uh, the two nine, as it's called. Uh, and they want to talk to those cops again that were involved with Gretchen's accident. Now that they know the, the you know, the body, uh, wasn't in the casket and they're being stonewalled. Nobody wants to let them talk to them. Then internal affairs comes and asks to speak to them. They're driven downtown. And the guy that heads up inter internal affairs basically says, there's something bigger going on that you guys know, keep your noses out of it. Or, um, you know, I'll, I'll prosecute you for um, felonies of impeding an investigation. So, uh, it doesn't, I mean, they agree, Sam and Twitch agree, but it's clear that they're not about to, to stop. So back at their office, Wayne Tanager is, is pretty upset. They've, you know, told them that 
the cops are involved and he wants to go out and get his answers his own way. And Sam's kind of yelling at him like, you don't know what you're up against. We know what it's like to go up against, you know, other cops. We know where the, the mines are buried, so to speak. And, you know, you just need to mind your own business and leave it to us. We know where all the, the bodies are buried as it were. So um, they actually head out to uh, the ambulance bay where the paramedics are to talk to the two paramedics that were on duty that day. Um, and they're told they're in a certain ambulance. And when they go over there to find them, they're in the back of the ambulance and they're all sewn up. Uh, they're still alive, but they're, they're all sewn up. And we're told that it's like one continuous long string. Um, so they call for paramedics. I mean, there's tons around, right. And they rush over and they're, they're trying to save these guys and figure out what's going on. And they realize that their genitals are missing. And when one of the paramedics goes to yak in the dumpster, that's where the genitals are. So uh, it's, yeah, it's not looking good as it were. Uh, Gretchen is as in her um, identity as suture is definitely getting, getting her revenge. So the rest of the cops that are involved are sitting around They're like, God, we, what are we going to do? You know, the, the paramedics were found with their hands and eyes showed up sewed up, you know, see no evil, pray for forgiveness, that kind of thing. And the sergeant's like, just shut up. All we got to do is, you know, take care of Tanager, take care of Sam and Twitch, and, you know, we'll be, we'll be fine. So meanwhile, the boxer, we find out that he's the one that was also responsible for the body that was cut in half and had a rose for its head. He's picked out as his next victim and is waiting in her apartment to uh, attack her, remove her head, replace it with a rose. And luckily for the woman, uh, Sutra shows up at that moment and takes him out, grabs his bone saw, uses it against him. It's a pretty brutal fight. And it really shows just how powerful uh, Sutra is uh, as a, a, a combatant, if you will. So meanwhile, Sam and Twitch go to talk to um, the rookie, the one that didn't want to have anything to do with uh, assaulting Gretchen Culver, um, he tries to take them out. He's unsuccessful. They get him to confess. Um, and then they say they're going to take him in and he's going to testify against um, the rest of the, the guys so they can get some justice for Gretchen Culver. Meanwhile, uh, at the 2-9, this dumpster is wheeled in and out of the dumpster, with a, uh, a chain fall comes the body of this boxer, uh, this serial killer, um, Sharpie Uden is his name. And uh, it's Gretchen Culver there saying, uh, okay, you guys call me Suture. I'm the one that's been killing the serial killers. I'm here to surrender. And she's got the uh, rose that, uh, that Sharpie had for the, his latest intended victim in her teeth. So again, really fast paced, Serial, serial killers abound, tons of blood and action and whatnot. So uh, final issue here, again, same creative team. Suture's there in prison. The cops are kind of wondering, you know, who she is. They're not able to get any fingerprints. Her, her skin is too damaged. And, you know, they can see that she's all stitched up. And they're like, I, I, you know, with what it looks like her body has been through, we can't even believe that she's she's still alive, you know. Meanwhile, at Sam and Twitch's office, uh, they've they've told Wayne uh, Tanager what happened. Obviously, he's very distraught, learning that his woman, uh, his fiance was sexually assaulted. He wants to take out um, this rookie, and they kind of say, "No, we we need him." 
um, you know, he's got to testify against the, you know, the other guys, you know, leave it to us. And they go to, uh, to escort him down to the two nine when, uh, an unmarked car goes driving by shotgun blasts ring out. Sam is hit, Twitch is hit. Um, but they're just minor wounds. But unfortunately the rookie is, he takes a point blank shotgun blast to the chest, goes flying through a window and, uh, he's dead. Uh, Tanager is also hit and passes away. And as he dies, he gives the ring that he would have proposed to Gretchen Culver with, uh, to Twitch and, uh, you know, hopes that, that, uh, he says, Gretchen, if you find her, you know, give her this, um, so obviously Sam and Twitch are, are pretty disappointed. Their case has pretty much evaporated uh, in terms of proof, but they're not about to uh, to give up. Meanwhile, back at the station, the their DA is trying to figure out what to do with this suture woman. And, you know, the, the one cop who said that they should find out who's killing these um, these serial killers and give them a medal says, well, I know what you should do. You should quit your job and give it to her. She's, you know, much more effective at taking out the trash, as it were. Um, and the district attorney's like, well, actually, I think what you should do is cut her loose. They're like, wait, what? Like, yeah, the woman that was about to be killed by Sharpie Uden didn't actually see anything. And we don't have any proof that this woman actually did anything. She hasn't really confessed. So kick her loose. We, you know, we don't have anything to hold her on. And at that moment, Suture turns, uh, you know, looks through the two-way mirror and says, I did it. I did them all almost as if she could hear, which, you know, probably she can. So the cop's like, wait, what? So at that moment, um, and this doesn't really make sense. Like there's a couple of things that don't, I mean, the coincidence of all these serial killers is bad enough. If you're a cop and you go into an interrogation room with a suspect, you never ever under any circumstances would take your gun in there with you. But yeah, this cop does. And as it appears that suture, uh, gets up from the table and doesn't, uh, the handcuffs don't hold her. He pulls out his, pulls his gun on her. She throws him through the, uh, the double, uh, two-way mirror and Ray Sparks is on the other side and is about to pick up the gun and Sutra just says, don't, uh, and he doesn't. So what we realize is that Sutra allowed herself to be captured. The whole reason she allowed herself to be captured is so she could be in the police station where the guys that assaulted her are. Uh, and she senses that they've returned and that's why she slipped off the handcuffs and is about to take matters into her own hands. Now, everybody out front hears this commotion. They hear the gunshots and whatnot, including Sam and Twitch, who you know had gone there to confront these cops that uh, they now know uh, assaulted Gretchen Culver. So there's a big battle in the police station with Sam and Twitch trying to confront these guys and, and take them out. Um, but before they can, Sutra shows up. It's a big battle. Uh, two of the cops are able to uh, escape and make a run for it. But uh, again, Suture not about to let them go on top of their car, causes them to crash. And they crash sort of around the place where her body washed up um, with, I think one of the guys actually uh, were told drowns um, underwater, but the other one um, escapes. And again, this, this carnival of souls place. And when Sandwich Twitch finally um, track the, uh, them down, their suture. Um, there's the sergeant. He's strung up just like uh, all, all the other serial killers were. And uh, Twitch takes the opportunity to give Gretchen Culver the ring that Wayne had given him that would have been her wedding ring. Uh, and she puts it on and then basically disappears as the rest of the cops show up. 
Now, even though this internal investigative um, guy, the, the guy that's in charge of internal affairs, even though he knows these cops were dirty, he does what, you know, is very typical uh, in these type of stories. And I, I imagine it probably happened in real life, too. And he's like, they, they get, you know, a hero's burial, told that they, you know, died in the line of duty while this woman was, you know, escaping the precinct or whatever, because they don't want to make the New York Police Department look bad. So no justice for um, for Gretchen Culver in the end. But Twitch is heartened that they did some good. The people that um, that should have been punished were and uh, its case closed. And we see the the final uh, couple panels there with Gretchen Culver on the building across the street. Twitch sees her and the rain's falling and, you know, that last panel of her eye. And that's it. Uh, so again, I, you know, I talked to, to Blake because I, I wasn't sure I haven't read all the spawn. Yeah, she doesn't show back up. And I don't know why. I think it's a real it's a real shame that she hasn't shown back up because I think this character has a lot of potential and in a way, quite a bit in common with Al Simmons in terms of, you know, being killed unjustly and, and wanting some revenge. There's a lot of injustice that she experiences. And I feel like a lot of the topics covering her origin story, specifically uh, topics uh, like police corruption, sexual assault, uh, all that stuff is very relevant today. And we need to be talking about those kinds of things more and exposing that kind of criminality more and not just say, oh, they were police officers. They, they get a hero's burial, whatever, like give them a break. Like we don't need to be doing that. We need to expose these villains for what they are and take care of them. And she's doing it the only way that seems to uh, building any kind of results. And She's an incredible character. I love a good revenge story. And this is just chock full of it. Yeah. And I think when we talked about it before, you mentioned it being feeling like it's a little bit before it's time. And I, I agree because I think we're more likely to have those conversations now, but I, I do agree that it still doesn't happen often enough. And, and we're more sensitive to police corruption and are more aware that it exists. But this thing was from 1997. Mm-hmm. You know, this thing's twenty. This is twenty. Yeah, twenty-five years. You know, ago, and I imagine at the time it felt like super far-fetched. Uh, and I think, in a way, it's kind of sad that it's become much more likely that we're to believe a story like this. You know, I imagine when it came out, people were like, "Oh, cops aren't raping somebody in the back of an ambulance." But yeah, these days, I don't think we. And if we found out that this happened nobody would bat an eye. So I don't know what that says about us as a society. Uh, nothing good. Uh, I'll put it that way. But uh, again, it, it doesn't tie a lot into um, to spawn directly, but it does have Sam and Twitch and it does have an incredible character that, yeah, I think we'd really like to see her show up. Now I wonder if she hasn't shown up again, specifically because of the, those origins that she has, you know, the fact That's that it is kind of, yeah, that it is kind of, it's a sensitive subject. It could be triggering for people. So. I guess we'll see. Uh, anyway, that's going to do it uh, for this episode. Like I said, uh, next time we will uh, actually next time we'll cover a couple more issues of Curse of Spawn that then lead into an issue of uh, of the back to the regular Spawn series. So we will get back to the regular Spawn series. Just again, we I want to be sure that we're doing those regular Spawn issues 
one per episode so we can do a deeper dive into that. But next time we'll talk about uh, Curse of Spawn number, I think it's number eight, is it eight? And, no, it's nine and 10 uh, that then leads into the following episode, which is the, the end of that arc, which is Spawn number 62. So uh, we hope you enjoy it. We hope you join us for those. We appreciate the support and you guys listening as always. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash the comic source. Do a search for the comic source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening and we'll talk to you next time.